Previously on Eleven Fates. You see before you this pit kind of open up. I'm probably going to go and jump out there, tank all these attacks and kill it in one swipe. How does that sound for you? That sounds good, but you'll have to beat me to it then. Cassillian Dydrove. Lefty. Fires and fates. Cast turns to her and goes, who the hell talks like that? And the uh, rest of you recognize Ghost Rising sitting there waiting for you. Why are you here? Rowena, good to see you. Is it? Well, that cabbage cactus you're looking for is on the farm west of town. You can tell the look of a person by looking in their eyes, you know. There's an orc in town who can do what you do. Speak quickly. What is it that Lefty does? It ain't magic. There's a challenge here. If you eat their biggest burger, you get your face put up on a wall, and you get to meet the fates. I'll take exhaustion. <laughs> I want to eat it. Who are you? What have you done to know? I made a joke about the trickster fate, but there isn't one. Cass just mouths the word. Life? Oh, yeah. I think we've all just met three fates. I uh, hear there is a victor here who has vanquished the massive burger. You know he's going to be the death of us if he keeps up with this sort of thing, right? Good thing we don't plan on dying anytime soon. Oh, don't make it sound so romantic. I'm going to bargain. I'll take their lies and their secrets down with me. A chosen champion of the gods. Better remember the name Hunted Jewel, because the next time you see me, I'm going to be buying out the whole bar. Welcome to the Tale of Eleven Fates. And welcome! Here we are, set for Eleven Fates. You join us as the camera descends back into the ruckus party that is happening on the streets of Fallen Scale. It's a lot of dirt, it's a lot of sand, you feel like there's always a tumbleweed around the corner, but right now is a party into the warm night of celebration, of achievement, of accomplishment, of strange happenstances, of people bumping into and clashing with one another. But as we come through the crowd and wind our ways in, we find our heroes seated around a table. And this table is in bewilderment. They may have just met a fate. They may have uh, just encountered a new confidant. Seated, we have Hunted Jewel, Rowena, Cassilian Dydrove, and Lefty, the man in all black, now stricken up in a deep conversation with an orc with purple eyes who is eager to discuss. Right, I uh, thank you for this honor, champion of Burger. But you, you moved that cup in such a unique way. You could say that. I'm going to be up front. I heard you can do something similar. Oh, you heard I could do similar things. How would one hear about these? Particular talkative tabaxi. Not huh. this one. Oh, thank you for the point of clarification. Uh, was this an orange or a gray tabaxi? It was orange you hear from a slumped over jewels in the oh. chair. 
Yeah, uh, just I guess it was there orange. with your belly already like swelling yeah, oh, yeah. and bloating. Hundred percent. Just like a, a four pound food baby now in your stomach. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes, he has been in town a few days. I believe he just departed. <laughs> I uh, absent-mindedly dropped a tray of vegetables and didn't want to see them spoiled. And before I knew it. Moved them myself, and he like reaches a hand out and just has like a drink from the bar slide through the crowd around all the people that are cheering across to him and like into his hand to take a sip and puts it back down on the table. Hmm. So, how exactly did you gain those abilities? I, uh, <laughs> spent years trying to understand. Actually, I technically did nothing to gain said abilities, but I did spend many years harnessing them. It uh, comes from deep within oneself, but with guidance discipline it's possible to take these natural talents to new levels. Hmm. And where exactly did you receive your guidance and discipline? Uh, from very highly trusted individuals who need protection, who are happy to train those that are worthy. Judgment of worthiness. I guess that's a fitting place for my next destination, then. It's more a judge of character. And it looks like you may be in need of help if you were to achieve a new level. So... You're up for the task. He pushes the opened leather bag of orange and yellow bright leaves. They almost look like smaller versions of tobacco leaves, but still like pretty thick. Go ahead and eat. Four of these should do. Why are you are you helping me right now? <laughs> I am going to test your character. That is, if you wish to find guidance for these possible powers you may possess lefty's gonna judge this for a moment he was given strict instructions do not ask for his help so he's just making sure that he's like did i ask for his help (laughs) nah he just kind of gave me this i didn't ask for it therefore i can take these so he's gonna (laughs) give him he's gonna he's gonna start a munching sounds good it tastes strange uh it's a leaf so you're not expecting much. Maybe, I don't know, grass. Maybe just like one f- neutral flavor. Um, but what you get is like a burst of citrus. You get this like smokiness that also comes with it. And then this aftertaste of copper. And it they're hard to munch down, but eventually become easy to swallow. And upon that fourth one that you're able to take down, he reaches over, ties up the bag a little bit, and kind of just watches you. And you can feel your pupils dilate down. Oh, I took drugs. And then back up, and then back down to a regular size. And then you're able to like let out this nice exhale of almost like minty breath. Can you do me a favor and take your psychic PowerPoint pool? Mm-hmm. Take that to max. Like a max, like you. But like, like, go ahead and refresh that pool. Oh, dope. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that brings you up to your maximum points, which is what four? 
uh, four points, and then I can recover one as a bonus action on a short rest. Awesome. And then I have one power, which I can use once for free on an action, and then it will cost me after that. I like all of those things. But that pool of four, add a bonus point to that temporarily. All right. And you can also just feel the surge now come from your jaw, down your throat, and like through your stomach that like bursts out as that last leaf comes through you. And, uh... This orc just begins to kind of like nod and smile a bit. And you know that at some point you'll be able to overcharge one of your psychic abilities. You'll be able to spend three psionic points in order to activate any of your abilities, but double all dice for that ability's activation. Also double any modifiers applied to those dice. Double dice and modifiers? Yes. This guy has the good bad drugs. And it's at this point that you can now see in the um, just offshoots of your vision, just those peripherals that you that you can never quite focus on, just motes of light hovering about three feet off the ground. And then whenever you kind of like look over to the side to try and spot them, they're gone, but they only exist in your peripherals where you can't focus on Curious. Uh... <clears throat> Lefty's composure kind of breaks a bit. He's trying to be all stoic, but he's definitely a little frazzle-dazzled by this. Uh, thanks for the drugs. Um, I suppose uh, we should all rest up and get going on our rest of our quest. Why are you doing this? You never answered my question, sir. I need to understand the person that you choose to be. The easiest ways to see how you live your life. And he reaches into the bottom of the bag and pulls out just this leaf that's both orange and yellow and has like these like melded patterns into it and then sticks it into his mouth while he continues the conversation. So I ask of you, change a life. Change a life. That's it. At least soon. 36 hours and I'll be able to confirm. And he uh, swallows his leaf down, and you see the like light lavender purple go to just a deep, dark purple in his eyes. Hmm. Deep purple. It smells like smoke in the water out here. <laughs> it looks good on you. Um, wait, are my eyes purple? <laughs> uh, you, you look around to all of them, and your eyes are also now deep purple. Yep, they're purple. I don't trust his judgment. Someone else. <laughs> no, they're... They're definitely purple, and I don't think they were... Well, they weren't that shade before. I'll put it that way. <sighs> well, it won't be the first time. All right. I'm... Thank you. I appreciate it. But I, uh... Look, this is a very weird experience for me. I usually keep to myself, and I don't usually get this much aid when it comes to my quest, so thank you for sticking your neck out for me. Why do you have those on you? Do you, do you juice what, up? these? Yeah, do those, like, snacks? Beef jerky? Oh, these, uh... <laughs> clever little leaves? Yeah, did you make them? Just fauna. Here! And he offers it to, like, any of the other of you. I couldn't eat another bite. I know it's just lettuce, but I, I had so much lettuce. I don't expect you to eat for many days, friend. Rowena is going to tentatively take one and just sort of roll it between her fingers and kind of look at him, look at Lefty, look at Cass, and then just tuck it into her pouch. 
it uh, would be a nice buzzy feeling for your mouth. Uh, I don't recommend swallowing. Most people become violently ill. Noted. Thank you. Where do you pick these up, then? They grow everywhere, or someplace specific? Ah, someplace very specific. Also in need of its own eminity. Of course. I'm getting rather familiar with the uh, need for anonymity in the local fauna and flora and all of that. Hey, there are many trade secrets for many trades. Of course. But, uh... Some deserve to be held close to the heart. But welcome. You don't seem to be from around here. Anything I may tell you about Fallen Scale? It's been my home now for, oh, 60 years. How's the cabbage cactus trade? There are cabbages that come in from out of town. There are cactuses that are grown just on the outskirts. Um, Strange, I haven't seen them yet. They're usually in season about uh, two or three weeks ago. They're about the size of a softball. They're sweet. They're very nice. Occasionally, you can get a nice juicy core. Makes for an exquisite cocktail. Did we leave the box with the big-ass one outside still? Like, did we just leave that? Or is that here? That would be y'all's call. Uh, Ghost definitely left it with you. We probably would have, like, taken it with us. Like, we probably would have carried it or, like, drug it with us. Unless you guys want to determine otherwise, Rowena would have just, like, pounded the lid back on and left it at the stables with the horses. Because it's huge and trying to drag it into the bar would have been really conspicuous. It's the size of a pumpkin in a small crate that's slightly bigger than it. So, yeah, it's it's sizable. It's probably yeah. the size of a banker box, but much heavier. I think Jules kind of like looks up, but his whole body's still leaning back. He cannot lean forward. Like chin like almost on belly. Belly's so big now. So what, What? you know the uh, DuBose brothers? Yes. Odd pair. Um, moody pair. They've been running their farm now about 12 years out to the west. They have any employees? Uh, none that come to think of it. They have recently hired a gnome salesperson to drive sales. Anyone else? A pretty big farm, isn't it? It's about a circular acre. Enough for two, three passes during the season. Decent money, but not going to change world economics by any means. They got any grudges you know about? Any particular rivalries in the area? I know how farming can get uh, grow up near the near the trades. Farming is a cutthroat business. Hell, <laughs> business is cutthroat if you do it incorrectly. If uh, I recall, they're quiet. They keep to themselves, and they seem moody and rude. Oh well, we know plenty about that. Is it your quiet friend? As he, like, points over to Cass. Oh, she just waves her hand generally at the table. Like, (laughs) completely not specifically. Almost like a take-your-pick gesture. (laughs) Ah. No, they, um, have well standing within town. I, uh, have heard them complain and gripe on occasion of their parents abandoning them. But, uh, they don't really have anywhere to direct that anger. What's up with y'all and cactuses? This is like the the third, second time cactus has been brought up. It's the MacGuffin. We just have to get it. I'm sorry, what? A, 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 a MacGuffin? S- sorry, it's a turn of phrase about... I haven't heard of it. 
We're in search of a very particular sort of uh, flora ourselves, and uh, our quest seems to have led us here. The cactuses? Yes, ball cactuses specifically, or as uh, Jules likes to call it, the cabbage cactus. Cabbage cactus. Or yeah. cactus cabbage, depending. This, yeah, so it's it, not it, it might change. Two, it's one. Just one, and they're about this big, and and Hunted Jewel like makes a big thing of how big like the one that we saw was. Yeah, they're like this mm -hmm. big. Yes, ball cactuses tend to be smaller. Cabbages tend to be bigger, but not quite that big. And the cross breeding of a leafy green vegetable and a flowering spine covered vegetable is completely unheard of. Well, that's why it's a quest now, isn't it? I wish you luck on it. You're very kind. Is there anyone in town that is familiar with curses or some of that, like, magic where you, like, wave your hands and, like, maybe, like, something that isn't around appears? Like, maybe, like, it's green. Maybe it looks like eyes. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I haven't seen anything like that. But someone in town maybe do something like that? Are you saying are there people who can change colors of objects? It's actually a basic wizarding cantrip. But there are a few uh, wizards who reside in town. They help with rebuilding the walls, sort of infrastructure things, maintain our egos for when we need to. I think we're looking for something a little bit more on the, like, mercenary type thing. On the more malicious side of arcane potential? Yeah. If uh, <laughs> if they exist in town, they are well hidden. Massive yawn. I apologize uh, okay. for <laughs> our rudeness, sir. What's your name? Louis Pluton. Ah, I realize you introduced yourself, and I don't know that we introduced ourselves. Please. I'm Rowena. This is Hunt Jewel, Cassilian, and of course... Lefty, but I think you have heard of him. I've heard of his sorts. Didn't quite understand the uh, rumors that befell my ear until now, but I am pleasantly corrected. And aside from judging his character, is there nothing else that you're wanting from us, then? I can't say. I uh, <laughs> wanted to meet the fabled burger champion of the... Uh, evening. I've done that. That was my only business for coming out. It's uh, quite a remarkable feat. It didn't actually tend to stay this long. Well, in that case, I don't think we should be keeping you any longer. I appreciate that. You all look like you could use a rest. And he, like, reaches into his coat and just pulls out uh, a couple of cards and then just does, like, a little signature on the back and then puts it out four in front of you. If you like, I have uh, halfway home. Typically housing of orphans, um, those who've been abandoned. But thankfully, we uh, are slow on business. If you would like, I have room that you may stay. If not, you all look like capable adults. I think we'll be able to find accommodations on our own, but I appreciate Good. the offer. If for some reason uh, you do find a stray, please. There are always doors open here. I bet you do. Rowena will scoop the cards. It's really nice of you. He just pulls out kind of like a 
like a beret style hat from one of his pockets and like gives it a floral out and just kind of puts it on and hands in the pockets, shoulders up and kind of just slumps on through the uh, crowds of people that are still partying and cheering every once in a while. Someone comes by and like shakes jewels a little bit and they're like that was awesome man i was here i was over there you fuck great and they like it's always nice to meet a fan like rotate back out again and i think by this point you know we've probably been here for like you know at least 45 minutes to probably maybe an hour of just hanging out afterwards hunted jewel is full-on food coma basically Mm -hmm, falling asleep mm -hmm. in the chair at this point probably has a scarf like wrapped around like covering part of his face is like pillow they pulled it back with the fur pillow like absolutely and then you you kind of wake up towards the end of he's a jolly good fellow and then the three cheers hunt to jewels hunt to jewels hunt to jewels you're like what what i think rowena is gonna just kind of observe and kind of just be like all right i think we've had enough personal attention it's time to go someplace more private where we can sort out what happens next yeah Agreed. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Can you move? Maybe. Let me, let me try. It's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> Fighters and fates. He's definitely moving slow. Um, he's, he, you've never seen him sluggish, so it, it's it's kind of strange. <laughs> Is it just that depressing thing when the the cat's like slow creeping and then stops and then slow creeps again? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, 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 it's like the bipedal version of a cat whose stomach is just a little bit too big. So it kind of drags along the ground. So this is very slow going. It's pretty pitiful. Hunter Jules is not used to this feeling. This is probably the first time he's ever felt like this. Uh, Lefty, you got any suggestions for where we should find accommodations? Or shall I go take a look around? I'm usually pretty good at spotting lodgings. Uh, Lefty should know, like, a place where he usually goes and stays stays the night, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, you've been through town and dropped off a variety of passerbys, so you kind of have your, like, low place. You kind of helped out one of their family members. They're always happy to house you specifically, but it's not the best. It's kind of like an upstart bed and breakfast that hasn't... They're like, we don't have the capacity for breakfast yet. Mm. Um, And then you've got kind of like the actual hotel that you're like, oh, like the mid-to-do travelers have like put you up at before. And then there is like the high-end hotel that you know about who do get like the shipment of ball cactuses and turn them into fancy cocktails and you like drink out of the cactus and like you get one of those when you check in you've got to stay there once it was a blast because you like pay up front for like three days minimum so you have those you know that the adventurers guild would probably take you in you'd have to listen to their like pitch again on why you should pay dues and become an adventurer but kind of like after that like Um, hour-long speech you do get to spend the night as long as you sit through the timeshare uh, yeah. spiel you can crash great yeah. Yeah, yeah lefty goes through some variation of that information he does he does add uh it seems like you all have a pension interest in ball cactuses so if you have the money we can always go to the fancy place but um uh, I, I'm, I'm sure they, they'll give us a discount we're with the famed champion hunter jewel after all and i i give him all a free burger next time i go back right that's, that's worth something right i don't think that's how trade works but I have free burgers for life. That's like infinite money. That's economics. 
That's absolutely not how it works, but I appreciate your optimism. Are you sure? Okay. Rowan is just going to drop back to where Cass is and be like, I don't need anything fancy, but if you think it's worth a lead, I'm asking you because right now you're the purse. I've got a little money, but not a lot. At this point is when you realize that Cass has not taken his eyes off of Lefty for the last however long all of every other conversation has happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Rowena comes up and, and says that, he goes, What? Master Daedrove, are you all right? Yeah, what do you what do you what do you what do you want? What do you need? Money. Are you willing he, to like, bankroll? Just drops his whole bag. She just picks up the purse. Locks locks eyes back on just to, to lefty. Yeah, she just looks, she like traces the, the gaze a little bit and just kind of shrugs like, okay. Takes the purse, tucks it into her pouch and goes, all right, Master Lefty, lead the way. Let's all right. go get some fancy cocktails. Not you, Jules. You need to settle before you have any alcohol on top of that. If you vomit, it's void, remember? Well, that was only there. No, I'm definitely having the cabbage. The, the yeah, cabbage maybe, maybe tomorrow. Up. You're going to bed. Cac- nope, I'm having the cocktail. Hunter Jewel, I will knock you out myself. <laughs> this is a promise. Don't make me punch you. You're moving slow enough that I could actually hit right now. Uh, that's true. Just like, let me get a sip though before I. You I can go taste. Sleep. You can have a taste, okay, and then you. you need to go to bed. Okay. We, Lead the way, Lefty. <laughs> Lefty just. I rolled the. Hunter Jewel is like the same age as Lefty. <laughs> you are four years younger and Rowena is very aware of that I rolled a perception check to see if I could tra- if I could trace Kaz's gaze and I rolled a two so I <laughs> so I'll, he's in perfect anime protag fashion completely oblivious and he continues to strut he's, on down to the place he's just brooding it's fine you're familiar yeah. with that Yeah, I know how to brood um, Cass can I get a perception check from you perception check boom here it is 15 15 and yeah you've you've been staring at lefty for probably like 40 minutes between rowena getting her meal in between people coming in and congratulating jewels just like the small talk this orc coming in and coming out and just staring at him like you saw the eyes like shift in almost like a swirl from the outside going in um when his eyes actually went purple and this entire time, you swear he smells like a fucking pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I was just not expecting that. It is something you like haven't smelt in like a year or two. Like these are fruits not really grown on the mainland. They come off from the islands out to like the northwest. Like you've had one before in passing they're like an exotic fruit as far as fruit goes and you swear he smells like pomegranate and you can't think of a reason why he would yes i am going to take and retain that information for now (laughs) (laughs) great except except now while also keeping his eyes locked on lefty every now and again castle just go Yeah, the, like the more in tune you get, you're like, yep, yep, he's definitely got some BO. Yep, yep, hasn't showered in a couple days. But there's this fucking pomegranate scent underlaying it all. Because I'm just, I'm just awesome. <laughs> definitely not the space drugs I took. I'm very called out about my pomegranate 
perfume that I wear in real life sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Which is like a normal thing and is a very lovely smell. But as far as this world goes, why a pomegranate would be in the middle of a desert on a sweaty young start adventurer? Kind of weird. I don't know. You stared at the guy for 30 minutes. You needed mm. something. <laughs> Lefty's just going to happily continue to walk forward towards the, the place. I yeah you you're able to like wind through some streets the uh, once you get about a block and a half away kind of like the spontaneous street party dies down uh there's less torches about but there's still some like night lights that are lit you you make your way and you do come up to this larger cylindrical building um every once in a while it has like an entire bar going through it that's just hollowed out um makes some fun whistling as the winds shift about but it helps keep its keep its uprightness it's about four stories tall big round cylinder kind of sticking up uh for those of you that know san francisco almost think quake tower um type of level of things but has like these round windows here and there and just looks like a very nice establishment and and there is a doorman that's there who kindly greets you opens the door for you and you you enter in this nice big lobby that has like a water feature and some plants and like a myriad of rugs kind of laid out everywhere a little place for you to kick your shoes off a a, a, like brush to dust off any sand that might be on you you think you have to get the brush yourself and then someone comes up and picks up the brush and like dusts you off a little bit and then puts it back and then like runs off to their little station and you come on up to the uh, front desk where that same person has now ran over and has like gotten up on a step stool. Male, pretty short for a human. He's only like 5'2". Hello and welcome to the Oasis. Uh, checking in on this eve. We're uh, having a special. Uh, unfortunately, our complimentary cocktails have been altered into a shareable bowl this season. It is quite the sight, uh, but it would be perfectly suited for the four of you. Yes, uh, that's great. Uh, we're, we're here with uh, the champion of the hour, Hunter Jewel. Yes, Hunter Jewel. Yes, very nice to meet you. Very exciting. Um, it's great to meet and, you, and too. Hi, we're traveling fast. Would you do me a favor? And he, like, pulls out a, like, rough edition of a pamphlet and, like, puts it over to you with a quill. He's like, could you sign your photo? And, like, they have, like, a rough sketch of, like, what your uh, picture is put up on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And and I do my autograph and it's just HJ and the H has cat ears on tops of it, capital Love H. It. And they're like, thank you so much. And like, th- they like move their thumbs and they're like, Hunted Jewels Burger Champion proudly endorses. And then underneath it, the Oasis. And like has your picture and your signature there. And they take that. And like he hands off. He's like, I, I want to quickly and, try and, and grab that. Absolutely. Go for uh, it. Let's see. Um, I know that I have, have exhausted. Slight of hand. Can I assist? If I just pull out my hammer and do a like distraction. Oh, sure thing. Yeah. If you if you want to just make a loud yeah. bang, Rowan, give me a straight up D20 roll. So I do not have sleight of hand. That's a 19. Excellent. So we'll give you advantage on this roll there, Hunted Jewel. But since you have disadvantage yep. on ability checks, this Flash is going to be up. a dexterity ability check that you may apply. Could I potentially things? use my telekinetic movement to it, like also like influence the pamphlet a bit <laughs> just like by like moving like tugging at it to, to potentially give him advantage on top of the, of this 
Fun fact about D&D 5e, if you get advantage and disadvantage in any amount, they cancel each other out. So even one to three would uh, still be- Do you be not get to add on top of it so. even post being canceled? Correct. Really? I didn't. I actually didn't yeah. know that. That's neat. You can only add once it once. you've had it applied once in either direction, if it gets added as many times in the other direction, it just cancels itself out. Okay. Straight up, that's an 18. 18? Yes. He, like, looks, makes eye contact with the person before starting to hand it off. As you're, like, able to see it and read it, it's starting to go away from you. And, yeah, you're able to quickly, quickly enough grab it back. Oh, I'm... I tear off the bottom part of the endorses something, something, something. And I rip it off and, and, and I hand it back. Nice to meet a fan. You can talk to my agent and coach, and I pull back to Cass, and we can talk royalty and sponsorship opportunities. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Like, rips off the useless bottom part now, and then, like, just tucks into his pocket and, like, waves the other person back, and they, like, kind of scurry off. Uh, checking in, are we? Uh, for four? Yes. Uh, would you like individual rooms or a master suite? Individual. Excellent. That will be uh, 10 per room for a total of 40 gold. Cass tries to grab Rowena's attention and... Rowena looks over to him at the number. And puts puts up three fingers. Only three rooms? I can pay for myself. You all can pay for your situation. Down to two rooms. Uh, Cass has not changed his mind. He just leaves up his three fingers and then turns and walks towards the outside and like you see him kind of exit the door and kind of start to look around and you know do his normal like finding of a tree sure thing Rena just nods she'll look at the other two and then she'll go two rooms give him 20 gold <laughs> i give you 10 gold ruin <laughs> great Thank you. Thank you. Um, these will be your keys and your complimentary. It's like the other person comes scurrying back and just has one of these like pumpkin sized cactus cabbages and like each individual like pin on it hasn't been removed, but instead has had like a flower capped Aww. on top of it along with a stopper on top of it. And they've like flattened out the bottom. They've cut off like the top third and they've swirled in some other drinks uh, or like some other liquids. So it does actually actually look like a swirl on the top and they present it to you with uh, four straws in it that have little umbrellas on them. Rowena's gonna like scoop the, the cactus. Uh, she's gonna check and be like, that's four keys for the two rooms, yes? Ah, uh, yes! And um, d d like just looks at it a little bit and then like ducks under and grabs a second key for both uh, rooms. She will turn, she's going to hand one key to HJ. She's going to hand one key to Lefty. She's going to pocket the other two, and then she's going to take two of the straws and do the thing where she makes sure they're fully inserted, puts her fingers over the ends, pulls them out so they come out full of liquid, and offers those to the boys. I'm going to use my telekinetic movement <laughs> to snatch the entire cactus bowl into my hands. She just nods to you, offers one of the straws to HJ, and puts the other one in her mouth. HJ will, like, take it out of your hand. They kind of give it a little sample. It is delightful. This is essentially just a giant punch bowl, though. It is sweet. It is strong. And there is a part of you that just wants to keep drinking. Like, you immediately have, like, a little bit of that, like, sugary pep in your step. And you're like, oh, this would be dangerous if I could drink more of it. <laughs> but you're like, yeah, I can, I can drink half of that. Easily, easily. No, you can't. You are giant right now. <laughs> you have absorbed four pounds of burger. 
Yeah, like it's it's pretty good, but yeah, no, I'm definitely uh, probably gonna pass on the rest. I really like. I really shouldn't be hungover for tomorrow. We got work to do. Smartest thing you've said all day, HJ. Why don't you head up and go to sleep? We can always get another one tomorrow night if everything goes well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll right, see you guys in the morning. Good night. And you're escorted off to your rooms. You have an entire cactus cabbage if you'd like to try to take it on yourself there, Lefty. And Cass, you're off looking for a tree. Yes. It's it, it takes you a bit. And at some point you find like a cluster of like three growing palm trees that are only about like eight or nine feet tall. But you think you could position yourself in them. It's definitely not what you're used to is they've got like the nice big bushels up towards the top, but they don't really have any like big leaves coming off of them yet. They still seem to be growing, but there does not seem to be a lot of plant life in town. I'd also like to, while looking around for these, um, for these trees, uh, I'd like to kind of circle back by the hotel and go up to the front desk and quickly ask what room Lefty is sleeping in. Rowan is waiting by the door when you come through and will kind of try to like catch your eye as you come in. And I will promptly ignore her. At which point she will roll her eyes and just follow you up to the front desk. Um, yes, I believe he is in room uh, 111. It is there uh, on your right. And Rowena is going to slide floor. the second key to Lefty's room into Cass's hand. Just like sidle right up next to him, slide her arm under his and just pass him the key. So we have one room for Lefty, one room for HJ, yes. and you have a key that is that is That was my intention, Great. at least. Ah, got it. Two rooms, four keys. So. I, the player, am very caught off guard by this act of kindness. <laughs> by, by your by your attention to detail. No, um, Rowena's crafty. She might be a beefcake, but she's crafty. Great. Cass will grab the key and turn and under his breath just say, thanks. I'll be at the hostel if you need me. And she turns and leaves the hotel. And I will immediately walk to room 111 and I will just give it three loud reps on the door. You're like a quarter of the way into this uh, cactus. You've kind of just been like, I, I, I don't know what you would do with like a massive cocktail behind closed doors in the fanciest hotel you've ever been in. He's not uh -huh, brooding uh -huh. for once. He's like, man, this is awesome. I had a great day today. I made progress. And then I hear knocking the door. I'm like, <laughs> yes, who is it? And I think once you open the door, you have a brooding cast in front of you. Cass. Not to give away too much, what's your uh, one-liner there for Lefty before you uh, start a private conversation with him? Tell me everything you know about the goddess of nature. Uh, pushes his way in, shuts the door, and we zoom on out there to Rowena. So you're heading off to the hostel? Gonna look at those cards. She just scooped all four of them that he left on the table. And she's just gonna find her way there. You make your way there. You can actually see Lewis dropping off like a big basket of pastries for like the person that's up there at the front. She's this bigger, older woman who's just so thankful for it. And is talking about how nice it'll be for breakfast. And kind of just gives you a tip of the hat as he passes you off on the way. And she's like, oh, dearie, hello. Oh, you've lost uh, your way. Not entirely. Um, sorry, I don't mean to impose. I met uh, Master Lewis earlier, and he said if if I or my companions were in need of a place to stay for the night, we could inquire here. If you're not too overcrowded, 
oh no happy to take it and she she's more than happy to go through just like walking you through explaining the purpose of it typically it's an orphanage and like talks walks you by like the schoolroom. thankfully they don't have any orphans right now it's kind of amazing it's kind of great um they've been doing like soup lunches out of the space potlucks um it, the school portion of it still gets used and it sounds like there's free breakfast for those that come in and drop off their kids as well as the kids themselves so it just kind of seems like almost like sure. a cultural center when not actively a boarding home um but yeah it takes you into just a pretty plain and basic room but it's very clear like this is their space forever's here there's a chest there's a key that's been left with the chest if you want to store anything a nice made bed extra pair of sheets extra towels communal bathroom down the hall gets you kind of set up mirror small writing desk um quaint nothing extravagant but yeah you're able to hunker down for the night if there's nothing else you'd like to do rowena is going to basically spend as much time as she can before she just has to go to sleep reading through the wizard corps book that alana gave her when we stopped at the house and also mm -hmm. like it's it's a side by side of that and arthur's journal with all of the weird runic Got writing it. and it's just going back and forth between the two just looking at both of them trying to parse anything she can from either of them and it's like when she gets too caught up and gummed up in one and it starts to like blur together because it's been a long day and whatever she switches to the other flips through that one and it's just back and forth until she physically can't keep her eyes open and then she'll go to bed certainly and yeah you're able to get two or three hours into it you get like one or two in the morning you feel like you're starting to recognize these patterns in this book with all of these rooms and you can even see some sentence structure that seems to be recreated from the wizard core's writing and how she documented a lot of things and you think you're making progress here and there but like the wizard core writing is also super fascinating like it cuts so deeply and direct to points and you're just like i've never understood what happened to metal at such a small level when i heated it up and now i do like you're already starting to get understandings of how kind of the world works just through almost a different lens that you've never bothered to look through so it's definitely fascinating like your brain is picking this up pretty quickly and you're like yeah i want to keep reading like but you're only like a fifth of the way through it after about three four hours and yeah you pass out the two of you lefty and cass have probably about hour-long discussion before you dip on out of their cast it is getting late. You know you have to rest up for what is to come probably in the morning. You've done enough tactical advances on various positions back in the day that uh, you know the longer you stay gathering information, the faster a leak can potentially get to them. So uh, you know you're not going to want to sit on the intel that you have for heading out west to get that cabbage cactus. Hunted Jewels is so after. Everyone finds sleep in their own ways, outdoors, amongst nature, the various fancy extra fluffy goose beds that exist within the Oasis Hotel, as well as pleasant sturdy cot uh, in kind of a halfway home. I think you'd all reconvene probably lobby of the Oasis. Lefty, you have a, a, a bit of that headache from the amount of uh, cactus you were able to get down, but uh, still some sloshing about for a nice little breakfast this pick me up if you so like and uh yeah everyone just, just put order this means down. long rest right yes 
This will be one just... long rest, so HP can go back up, get those abilities back. Lefty, you will still have an extra point in your psychic pool. Hunted Jewels, you will go down to one level of exhaustion instead of two. Uh, you wake up and you're only a little bloated. You're very gassy, but that food baby is no longer visible on your uh, lean athletic frame. You all reconvene in the Oasis lobby. You've turned your keys back over and they, they, they kind of shoo you and they're like, no, no, it's it's, it's a three night minimum. You're, 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 you're free to stay longer if you so inclined. The room's yours for the next two nights. But kind of shoo you all together reconvene eight um a, a bevy of fresh fruit is provided as well as uh various teas and coffee grounds if you so choose it's got like a nice little breakfast spread here well um i have been tasked with changing a life uh in the next 36 hours I currently have no other plans, and I don't know if there are any travelers will be coming through town soon, so I guess I'm stuck with you all until I make that happen. You alright with having a traveler with you? Well, I mean, if you stick with us and we get the cabbage cactus, you'll you'll have fulfilled your, your mission. You're going to be changing a life. Oh. I didn't realize these cabbage cactuses were so important. Should I be stocking up on them? <laughs> Cast Jules, should we read him in on the actual situation here? Do we... No offense, Lefty, but do we trust him enough to explain to him I the understand. thing that we haven't really been good at keeping a secret thus far, anyway? Look, I mean... We shared burgers together. That's as close a friendship as I've ever had. <laughs> Jules, you want to take this one, or shall I... Lefty, so, basically, TLDR... My hunt's leader is sick, and we don't know what's wrong with him. But what we do know is how to get it, make an antidote. We need the cabbage cactus. That's one half. And the other half is in on this map, and Hunter's Jewel pulls out the map that the uh, god of life gave him the other day, is is, a, is, a, is up here at this dock. So if is you can help a, us... Yeah, what? Is that dock in town? No, no, it's okay. it's it's up in the north northeast of, of of the continent. Did you actually show him the map? Yep, I put it on the table. Okay. You remember James's house is on the outskirts of town, and like his house is perfectly drawn there with his like shitty ass fence in the backyard and his overgrown like weeds that makes up like the wall of his doghouse. Mm. Is like there in the left corner with like the arrow with Alpine's Peak pointing to it. Oh, Alpine's Peak, huh? I, I guess. It's quite far. Are you sure you want to head over there? I have to. Good luck. Well, I can certainly help you here. I have no intention of heading to Alpine's Peak. That is the last place I would like to go, actually. But I can help you here. Let's get those cactuses. That'd be more than enough. Yeah, we got to go. We're going to go to the farm. We're going to figure out a way to get past that, that dwarf and hunt a jewel kind of like starts talking a little bit quieter because he realizes like oh he looks around there's probably people listening no so we're gonna we're gonna sneak past the dwarf i don't know if we want to do it at at night because then there may be less people but there'll be the green eyes summoner thing that nobody knows about but i, I don't think it's a dwarf i think it's a no 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 you're right you're right you're right you're right more concerned honestly more less more 
could go either way. Just differently concerned. Any of the small folk have reason to be on edge. Is there any reason why we can't just walk in and buy one? Well, they they don't let us up. They they just dish out the cabbage cactus down from the bottom. That was how Ghost got his. Also, might be worth mentioning that the particular cactus that Jules is after isn't quite your normal average oh, cactus. Yeah, so the one that we need is the one that's in in the center, and it's surrounded by about sixty different traps. And it's and it's also feeding. It feeds on pain, which is probably why all the other ones are so big. Uh, it's yeah. It's it's a lot to take in. This is a very complicated cactus, and it's, it's a cabbage owned, cactus, and it's owned by some some dwarves. Are, are these good people? They have a two elves, elven brothers, who apparently, from everything I've picked up, are as broody as the rest of you. So maybe y'all should do the talking. You might connect on a spiritual level or something. Maybe we can angst our way through this. Uh, are they so, good people? Or should we trust them? Are, are... No, we should not no, trust they're, them. They're obviously using a curse to their benefit. They are. This is the best. Oh yeah, yeah. let's clarify. Oh too. yeah, it's, it's a curse. Not a real. It's a curse. It's, it's a, a curse. It's not a real plant. It's a curse. So we're gonna go to some elf hideout to kill some some elves potentially with whoever we'll cursed cabbage cactus. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Ludicrous. All right. You know what? They didn't specify how you had to change the life, right? Just changing it from life to death would technically count, yes? I do believe the quality of my character is being judged. I don't think I can really get around mincing words here. I'll knock them unconscious, but I shouldn't kill them. You're not changing their lives. Their lives are just a, a consequence of action. Like, their lives are getting changed, but, like, the life that you're going to be changing is the leader of, of my hunt. For the better. Rona just stares at Jules and, like, <laughs> wow, Ghost was not kidding when he said you would be a different person when you came down those stairs. <sighs> Look, I'll help out as best I can, but I'm going to try and avoid murder. I'll knock them out if you need be. I'll make sure they won't be bothering you. I'll be your muscle, but um, I won't kill. Unless, of course, it's trying to kill me, in which case it's self-defense. But That's entirely it's, valid, and we wouldn't and, ask you for anything else. But I'll help. And, of course, murder's not the goal. But Murder is often a consequence of the work we find ourselves in. Unfortunately. I see no reason why going at night would provide any advantage, considering you said there is a summoner that would arrive. So they come out at night, like a night employee, is kind of what Ghost said. Lefty, have you ever heard anything about a summoner around these parts? I don't... Can, can I roll a history check? I mean, I know check? they're around, but... Um, yes. Go ahead and give me a history check, Lefty, for if your local knowledge might be able to hit up on any of this. And okay. does anyone have Arcana? I do have Arcana. Yes, you do now. That was a rhetorical question, because I knew the answer. Oh. Uh, please roll on Arcana there. I got a 23 on the history check. X 13 Arcana. 13 yeah. Arcana. You, Jules, know that... Yes, 
through magical means, you can kind of consolidate magic into almost like another entity is acting. Sometimes this can appear in the form of like condensed wind. You've also heard of giant balls of fire being condensed and then being controlled and thrown into things by their casters. Um, the practical knowledge that you've had has been like, oh yeah, this helps clear out fields by getting twigs and small pests out, or oh, this helps do controlled burns to make sure wildfires aren't as bad. Um, also that practical knowledge of it. Um, so you know that it's possible to condense magical energies into like the effects of something, but as far as like an intelligent thing being created, haven't heard of too much. 23 gotcha. local lore um about three weeks ago you heard of someone disappearing in the middle of the night to what seemed like a wolf attack with literally no evidence like people heard a wolf howl they heard claws like the door was like bashed in like an animal came charging through but there were claw marks but no fur patches no blood from the victim like it had all the signs of someone got attacked by a wolf other than no body no fur no smell well i did hear a few weeks ago about i don't know some strange wolf attack happening there was claims of it being an interdimensional monster uh some people said it was it was horseshit but um, I do believe that um, potentially if you were to summon a wolf and if the wolf were then to attack somebody and then the wolf were then to disappear, that would take away its evidence, potentially. However, uh, that's about as much as I got. So, well, what do we want to deal with? A gnome or a potential wolf summoner? Jules, it's your quest. So, I mean, if we can... If we can sneak in and so if we have go go in during the day that's gonna we have to deal with three people if we can sneak in we maybe potentially only have to deal with one all night. right and let's wait till nightfall great the plan is to wait till nightfall you have rooms here at the oasis you have uh quite a throng of followers at the burger joint if you want to have some attention before you uh make your ways out but through ever ways you want to pass time it'll tick on through a montage of sorts of getting ready checking equipment any side bits we'd like to do lefty's gonna actually make his way to the cactus place and do like a bit of a stakeout before it just to like get a lay of the land and see like maybe meet the people first and just so that he knows what he's getting into for, for before. Sure thing. Yeah, yeah, you definitely didn't hear like the full debrief from uh, Ghost, so it makes sense. Give me a stealth roll and a perception or survival, whichever you prefer. 21 on the uh, stealth roll. Excellent. And then survival. Oh my god, I'm rolling so good. 22. <laughs> 22. <laughs> Love yeah, to no. hear it. This is great. Yeah, you're you're like old school scout training you had to do like back when you were like a young teenager. You're like, oh, I fucking he's right, though. And you like get in, you go through the motions of it. And really what it is, is it's this plateau that is about a circular acre. So it's like 120 feet in diameter that goes up about 50, maybe 60 feet. 
and you could probably climb up the backside. It'd be a difficult climb as well as potentially a noisy climb. Like these are dry, brittle rocks that kind of loft this up. But like it seems like there is, you know, rich soil up towards the top. Um, but you make your way around. It's kind of a, a bummer too. Like it's definitely through some like wild brush, through some craggy areas, and you do see that a gnome kind of just chilling out with a chair. He seems to have a book that he's reading. Every once in a while, he pulls out like this ball in a cup and just like plays with it for like five, ten minutes at a time. He'll like get up, do some jumping jacks, a couple of push-ups. You do see at some point a potential customer come through, and you're able to get close enough to hear their conversation, and he. He's this guy from town. He's like, hey, I haven't gotten any cactus fix this year. Why aren't they being delivered? He's like, oh, they're like three times larger than they've ever been. They're also five times more expensive. Starting price is 60 gold. And he's like, oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. He's like, dude, you were going to buy 12 anyway. Now you're just going to buy one jumbo. It's it, You're going to be fine. And like kind of talks him in. And he goes over and lifts up this like little hatch that's built into the wall side. It, it's a piece of bark painted to look like stone that flips up and he like says something into this tube. He's like, all right, go up, I'll hand you one. And this guy like starts up the switchback trails that are on this one side. Um, and the 21 perception, you can actually see as he goes up that uh, there's various signs that he's going. It's like perpendicular to you, so you can't really read them. But about when he gets to each of these signs on these switchbacks, you can see wind chimes letting loose mm -hmm. up at the top like fence. And so they're just making these noises up top when he's going up. He's up there for about five minutes and then he comes back down with a crate, which you can only assume has a cactus in it. He leaves the gnome wishes him well and about two minutes later you can see one of these elven brothers kind of reset all of these wind chimes back into the fence posts that they dropped out of and then walks away from the cliff edge interesting okay other than that more of the same you probably spend about three hours kind of casing it gnome seems to get up about every 30 minutes of reading plays with his ball on a cup for like 20 minutes and then remembers to work out for 10 minutes and does like jumping jacks push-ups like a very sad crunch and then goes back to reading i respect that i respect it you've uh successfully cased out the joint and you're gonna be getting back into town towards sunset um anyone else want to uh get a highlight in their montage reel of passing the day Ruena's gonna go back to the hostel and keep reading, honestly. She's just gonna set the plan of where we're meeting at evening, and she's just gonna disappear. Yeah, another 12 hours of reading, essentially. It is fascinating, this book that Kor put together. It is incredibly boring to watch in a montage, but man, you're flipping pages left and right. You're consulting these runes. Um, you do actually start to see, like, scribblings in the side that start to resemble the ruins that you have. They're not so much like spot on matches, but you're like, I could see this getting correlated to this. Like this is a simplified version of the ones in my book. Like these are much more like intentional wits here and there going into narrow points. Whereas you have just, you know, chicken scratch of a resemblance of the same shape. 
um, and you're starting to cue in. You're like, all right, this is talking about fire. This is talking about earth. This is talking about water. This is talking about magical properties. So things are starting to click there. Um, and yeah, it's it's real interesting. Like you're learning stuff about ore, metals, how to conduce it, um, latent energy that exists within everything. You're like, oh, calories is kind of like opened up to your brain. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, okay, food, all food has certain things. Butter is going to have more energy in it than, say, wheat. But also a rock, it technically stores energy as well, but a different form of energy. And yeah. yeah. Um, anyone else want a little pop out of the montage to get us down to nightfall sun's swinging on through that sky passerbys the oasis staff happy to get you various yeah. things treats bonbons fruit hj is like kind of getting in his head about doing this starting to get kind of stressed out and i think that the like silence in his room is just too loud for him and he is gonna walk probably walk back over uh to the burger shop which is called i'm sure that i wrote it down somewhere because it had a clever name maybe i didn't i don't think we named it it does not have a name it no. is home of the largest burger what dude you're the champ you you want to name it actually this was a creation entirely put into this game by our guest yeah okay offbeat home of the largest burger what's the actual name of it that's how everyone knows it i Borgor. I bore gore, <laughs> home of the largest burger. But yeah, you you make your way back there, and everyone gives you kind of like a hey, and they like proudly point off to the wall, and they've like centered your picture on the hall of, on the wall of fame. And I go around like greeting everyone, just like do that. Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, like oh, I know I oh no, I couldn't do it again. I really couldn't do it again. Really couldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of, I kind of just like settle down and just like get like a, a, a normal size, like small meal and a drink, uh, specifically satisfying the food and drink condition of curing a level of exhaustion. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> before going to rest, mm -hmm. uh, and and I think I just probably spend like probably like two and a half hours there and, and it, it a crazily long time eating this burger just to like be be around people because i am very much stressed out about like the the first like adventure that i think like really is means something to hj and he is stressed the fuck out about it absolutely it's it's that long shot of you slowly eating this burger while everyone's like quickly moving around you like the chefs like exchange the, the shift and things like that and you finish it just before sundown and realize it's time to kind of meet back up with everyone and uh Cass everyone seems to have started to make their way back uh in this downtime sped up oh 12 hour segment of our day um anything in particular you want no, I think Cass probably uh, just spends his day reflecting on the conversation with, with uh, Lefty while walking around town, just like looking at the shops, poking his head inside oddity stores, like poking thing. I mean, literally just like the most brainless stuff that, that he could do. You could tell he is just completely removed from like what yeah. the task at hand. 
absolutely similar shot of you kind of just bouncing back and forth through like a market while everyone else is like very sped up around you and before you know it you've kind of just done a like a slow lap through the entire city that kind of took you 12 hours and you're back there and everyone's coming back together in the oasis the sunset about 20 minutes seems like the plan is to head out west as we hear just a loud wolf howl through the night There's a crescent moon in the sky. It is a clear and windless night. As the sun has set, our party is reunited with a bit more intel. We'll go ahead and wave our hands. Um, Lefty has clued you in onto all that he has seen as well. The gnome seems perfectly harmless in his eyes, um, but we'll also not be in attendance as you know from ghosts intel so you can make your way on out make your way out of the oasis meandering through town you can even see a a small gnome fellow make his way through the gates big yawn as he goes by fanned himself with a book he seems to be carrying his own food an empty sack and he just begins to start winding his way through the streets as you approach the gate headed west out of town the one that you'll need to head to towards the farm how would you like to proceed on to your destination uh quickly and slowly or nope stealthily is the word i meant not quickly and slowly (laughs) that's contradictory it's all right you ate a bunch (laughs) of food yesterday you're still a sleepy boy Sorry, this is a slightly retroactive question. Could I have also found time to possibly use the kitchen at the hostel in the midst of my reading to make some treats? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Then as we as we hike along, uh, Rowena will just sidle up to Cass at one point as we're quietly moving and just slip a cookie into his hand. And he will look at it and just let off like a very subtle small smirk. And put it in his, like, inside of his, like, breast pocket. You make your way out of the western gate. It's not a road, per se, out here. This definitely just seems to be a trail. Um, The closer to town you get, it is more beaten down and heavily traveled. But the further you get out, it's got those, like sprawling finger roads you can kind of see them go down into crags where like other ranches might be on the pass you can hear like cows off in the distance and it seems like one crag has been filled with just like fencings of cows who who seem to get fed the smell floats on up to you every once in a while but thankfully it's a still night so you're only getting a whiff of it here and there but yeah it's it three and a third miles west out of town that you kind of come up and you, you have this big plateau that goes off of this kind of main walking path um, and that path continues up these switchbacks on one particular side of it and you you can even see kind of what lucky was able to describe this appears to be the only reasonable way up and down you might be able to find handholds but it did it would be a difficult near vertical climb if you wanted to just scale a different side of this plateau and it's about 50 60 feet up 
So you you find anything lefty when you're out here? Well, we just got this pathway. Uh, I do know how to get to that pathway. You got to go inside there. And then there's a little bark skin. There's like a, a bark hat. Like a, It looks like a tree. It blends in. You open up the hatch. You walk in there and walk up the pathway. However, there's jingle jams all the way up. Point of order. I think I may have described it to you incorrectly. What he opened was only like three or four inches wide in diameter. And it was more of he opened it to talk into something. Oh. And then he shooed someone up the visible switchbacks on the side. Okay. More of a talking tube than an entry. Okay, so I think I just skipped over that description quickly. But that matches, because we've now heard all of these things, that matches what Ghost Rising told Jules yes. yes. about there being sort of a speech device. A speech device. Thing. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. An announcement okay. of his arrival. Yes. There we go. Well, I suppose I, I don't really see how we can scale up the other side. I do have pittens and rope, but um, despite my uh, impressive feats, I'm not precisely strong, so I'm not able to throw it that far. I mean, I'm very strong, but I'm kind of, uh, I tend to clank. As she gestures at her massive amounts of, like, metal armor and weaponry, just sort of generally, like, I'm a blacksmith. I guess we won't be really uh, stealthing through this. Well, let's be mindful of the of the wind chimes as we're walking. Could you tell what it was that, do you, do you know if it's like a, a tripwire or if it's some sort of magical means or is that for us to find out i'm pretty sure it was physical right yeah in, in your scouting report it seemed to drop at some point during like the three flat parts on the switchbacks um that line up with the signs so it's kind of like you go up a little bit it's flat you go up you switch back you go up a little flat part um there are like some logs that have been down that kind of almost act as steps to get to that flat area and things like that signs perpendicular to the trail you didn't really get up to the trail because you knew you had to keep your distance away from the one person that's around in the area. So you're not positive what that layout is other than that's the visible trail. And somewhere in the middle of those, when that person was walking up, is when the things dropped. You would assume a tripwire, maybe even a pressure plate. Well, probably something physical. I do know that the elf had to step out and reset the traps after the person walked in. More than likely, what we're dealing with is some sort of pressure plate or tripwire. So uh, we'll be mindful of that as we sneak into this path. I don't see any reason why we shouldn't just make our way down there. If we're going to fail, we'll fail, and let's get on with the, with the consequences. With that, Lefty is going, to, like, is going to, like, dagger and crossbow in hand, leap down and begin stealthing towards Naruto-style running towards it. <laughs> just, like, yeah. be, be careful for the set of big green eyes that Ghost talked about. With that, can I grab some stealth rolls from the group? As I assume you would all like to act in a stealthy fashion now. Dirty 20. Ooh. Natural 20. 17. Ooh. <laughs> Rowena. 12. Nice, That's nice. Fitting. Overall, though, you, you do stumble about a bit there, Rowena, but you are kind of like shepherd into to kind of just in into the ranks of of a swift but silent approach as you make your way on up um uh, you're able to get much closer you, you can't hear each other 
Um, you don't really hear anything from up top. Is there any particular things you'd like to do when trying to get up these ledges? Um, Y'all just want to get a roll and make a spot for it? I'm I'm not sure if you had a particular plan other than walk the trail. I I think it's kind of like be be careful, be mindful, kind of like get the vibe. If like we can see one of the traps, kind of like get a vibe for how it's built and be able to try and like look out for it in the future. Sure thing. If there seems to be a way to sort of avoid or disable the wind chime signal, so that, say, if we grab this thing and then immediately run back down the trail, we can just run past without triggering them. I would like to try to do that. Excellent. I'm going to kind of like quasi ready in action, if possible, where like Mm -hmm. should a wind, should I see a wind time about to trigger? I'd like to use like my telekinetic movement thing, if possible, to like reach out and lock the wind chimes in place. If okay. That is a potent- if that is possible. Once you get kind of onto the trail and you're you're making your way up that first incline before the area that you kind of saw where the wind chimes dropped, you realize you're now butted up against the bottom, sixty feet down, and there is no line of sight towards that top fencing. Okay. So you're thinking if they drop, there's not going to be much you can do to stop the actual drop of it. Okay. Um, but. It's evening time. There's a little bit of light coming in from the moon. Um, Rowena and Jules, can I get perception checks from you or investigation at advantage? If you got some inside knowledge, I, y'all I have disadvantage on ability check, so I'm just going to roll it straight up. Canceling it out then. Yeah, that's fine. I'm 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 honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oof. Um, Wait. Do you have, do you have a per- uh, preference between perception or insight? I have the same modifier in both. I just whatever you would like for... to use. Great. I'm gonna call it insight, and that is an unnatural twenty. Excellent. Great, because HJ rolled a five. Yeah, HJ, you kind of like get up there, and you see like a log that's in place, a kind of a stool, and you can see the like nice path that was um you step up over and it seems like less compacted dirt here between it's almost like a fine sandbox that's in here that's been packed in a bit but is definitely gonna you're gonna have a little bit of give in between kind of these uh big logs that are Mm. kind of the boundaries for where it's flat before you start hiking up again go into a switchback hike up some more and then maybe another one of these uh rowena with your dirty 20 you can see that like there is a portion more towards the middle where there is the sand is a bit looser rather than tighter packed so like the divots that are there definitely sink in a little bit but you're not quite sure where the boundary is other than it definitely does get deeper towards the center and then back out so it's just looser sand towards the center if you jump over the center third of this you could probably avoid it you're not really sure what's going to be underneath the sand though or what might trigger under the sand whether it's pressure or string or yeah um i will kind of you know, get everybody's attention, pat shoulders, whatever, and point that out to everybody quietly and just kind of show that so that, like, I I don't know if we're skilled enough to all be able to just, like, hop those, but to at least draw everybody's attention to, like, that seems to be where the trigger is, whatever that trigger might be. 
Got it, got it. If you'd like to bound over it, or if you'd like to try and do a weird pass-through of bodies to try and just not touch that center third of this area, let me know who wants to go first. I'd be willing to take an athletics check and go first and try to just leap it. Jump it. Give it to me. My athletics is pretty good, even with all my armor and shit. That is a 16. Oh yeah, you clear this, no problem. You take like that one step into the sand, that second step, and you feel like it's already getting a little bit looser, so you just take a jump and sail, like within two steps of the other end don't hear any chimes drop from above just a nice little soft landing it's sand so you're not really making any noise on the other end but yeah you've cleared it and you're able to kind of like draw a line where at least you landed and you're like it seems to be at least safe here how wide is the section that i had to jump it's enough for like one oh, oh width wise like yeah, how, how much distance did i have to got go? it got it you covered probably about six or seven feet Okay. Um, it, it, too, yeah, too much for my thought. Yeah. Never mind. It, it was pretty easy for for you to cover that. Like it, it felt like a good jump on your part. Um, sure. Again, not quite positive where it is. I mean, this is about a fifteen foot stretch, so it's about that five foot middle part yeah. that you made sure to clear, and you cleared it with like a foot, foot and a half on both sides. Could I make an acrobatics check to attempt to clear it, or would it have to be athletics? I'm going to stick with athletics. I feel like an acrobatics would be if you want to just try and apply the least amount of pressure and like balance or like doing a tumble, but you'd still be applying pressure if you're going an acrobatic route. Mm, Like you can try and like a light foot over it of like do that like quick, like I'll just run on the top of the sand. I won't sink in or anything. Maybe I'm like Mm. just like the outskirts of it. Maybe go like width jumping or like try and bound. Like you could try and do an acrobatics wall run if you want to like just like run off the side of the wall but uh, might be a little bit more difficult than just jumping. That's probably going to be my best bet at clearing it because I've gotten minus two in strength. Okay, <laughs> can, can I make my pitch then? This is why make I asked pitch. about the distance. I carry a shield. Yeah. Would I be able to like, this is, the idea was, would I be able to like fling my shield over the top of the soft sand to essentially create almost like a bridge? For people to sort of skitter over so that they've got something with a little okay. bit of curvature that lets them run across the top. So use the shield to displace the weight so hopefully it doesn't yeah. trigger anything on it. Um, I, I Yeah, go for it. You're not sure how sensitive okay. whatever is in there because you haven't seen whatever mechanism is in there but it would... The idea being if I can give people just a little bit less ground to have to cover by being able to hit the, the end and the end of my shield instead of the middle of the sand sure thing. yeah let's get it in there do, do you kind of like a, a quick little if you run and then maybe just touch it just a little bit get like that double step off of it yeah yeah that's kind of the thought and this you would be able to do an acrobatics roll for okay. off of the shield i'm gonna try that that is another dirty 20 there's just that like very soft faint ring of you just lightly stepping up off of this where you kind of get that run. You take a bunch of those narrow Naruto steps, get up in there for like that bigger one, just the toes <laughs> touch and you're able to push yourself forward and no sound of chimes up top. I'm going to use a telekinetic movement. I'm going to grab Jewel because I don't <laughs> trust him today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to grab him move him across and then i look around the other switchback how far is the other switchback till the other end um so each switchback so it's a division of three and you're getting close to 60 feet up so each switchback is about 20 feet up so you'd like walk down another like 30 feet on a slope and then walk back another 30 feet onto a slope and so like straight line 20 feet up to the next section 
next one straight up like 15 feet and then it's just another switch back that like gets you just to that top all right i'm just gonna i guess i can only move them one section at a time at one section i'm gonna grab and i'm gonna move you <laughs> you can carry all, all of the weight with that huh? Yeah, because I, I think moving a person, you just got to do a, a point four. You can move an move object or a creature feet. with your mind oh. as an action. You can target Sweet. one one large, okay. large yeah. or smaller. So just move you. Just how he does it, he just like reaches out his hand and grabs and pulls, and then you just feel yeah, yourself yeah. being like. Yeah. <laughs> Once you take this action, you can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest, unless you expend a psionic energy die to take it again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, first one's free. Thanks for that. I just uh, not feeling quite myself yet. I'm still a little bloated. I don't know if I was gonna. Uh, that jump would have been hard. You ate half a cow. I think cows weigh more than eight pounds, but I get your I point. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen a cow before? No. We... <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Cass, um, shields braced. That helps. Okay, yeah, Cass is feeling like, the, I rolled an 18, is feeling like as confident as Nestor is because he knows that he has a plus four to acrobatics and athletics. Mm -hmm. So he just like borderline cartwheel round off off of the shield, backflips for flair and keeps walking forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the old man busts out some moves. <laughs> just one eyebrow up for Rowena like, oh. Okay, and then she'll pick up her shield and kind of skitter back to the front of the group, intending to repeat this process. Certainly. The next one, if it looks like it's the same. It situation. does look like a similar situation. Your perception check was also high enough that you kind of just see that the pattern. This one, not center. This one is definitely that last third. Mm, crafty. Uh, yeah, same thing. I'm going to jump across and then try to place my shield. Sounds good. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you keep the rolls because I don't want to have to do okay. this three times over. Sure. But with that, there is one person who did not make a roll. So do we want to <laughs> psychically lift our tabaxi friend one more time? How are you or, feeling? Or uh, do we want to cross a different manner? What's your acrobatics? Well, like normally, like I this would be like no problem. I'm already being across like like five times over normally but yeah but shields now on the ground that, that, everyone else is on the other side you're kind of just there on your lonesome on the on the back half of this hunter jewel kind of like go goes to jump and like waits a second as like you see his stomachs kind of like flop up and down a little bit it's like oh oh god i'm still in there and so i'll spend a he, dice I'll spend a psionic dice. Don't say I never did no, I, nothing I, for you. I think I can do it. I think no, I can do you it. Can't. No, you you're can't. already in the air. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're already lifted up. <laughs> you, you, you come on floating over. It's, it's like, as I jumped, he picks me up. Oh, I did it. It's so it's no problem. <laughs> like, oh, this is so easy. You're, you're nailing it, kid. You're doing a great job. How far yeah. forward on the next one can I push him? Because I technically have 30 feet of movement with this. Oh, true. You... You could get him up and probably across, but it's one of those things of like, you'd be aiming from about 15 feet down. So you are kind of aiming blind. You're like, this is where like the one below you is offset a few feet than the one that okay. you're currently at. And this trap was on the later half and the other one was on the middle half, but the traps kind of line up, but the pits of sand don't quite line up. So up at the top, it could be blind. He might 
end somewhere towards the end, but yeah, if you instead want to not drain him to you and just have him go kind of straight up, he'll land somewhere on the flat part. How do we feel about that? Risk it, because if he triggers the trap, Rowena will just cause a distraction. All right, you're our bait. <laughs> Woohoo! Plunk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jules, give me a raw yep. d20 roll. 11. 11. You get lifted up and you're like a little bit higher and you were definitely above the sand, but before you're able to like call out or signal anything, you kind of just plop down. You're just in the last like third of the sand on the trail, just like butt full on in sand. And you like look up. Guys, I'm in this, I'm in the sand. Nothing's dropped. Don't move. But but you're in the sand. Yeah. I'm in the sand, but nothing's dropped. Don't what do move. I do? Don't move. Okay, I'm not moving. All right. We make our way up there, and how how in the sand is he? He's, like, got dropped in. He His butt sank, like, two or three inches, and he is kind of just sitting there <laughs> in the sand. I mean, this is about how your feet were, but it has shifted the rest of the sand, so it's a little bit harder to tell where the pressure plate might be. Maybe it's in the center, maybe it's in the front third. A little hard to tell. I will take one perception check from one of you with advantage. Uh, that ain't me. I have decent perception. So do Does I. anybody? I've I got, got plus, trash. I got plus four. I also have a plus four. Do you want to roll? Or you Who's want got the hot hand? I think you're rolling better today. So. Uh, yeah, that was a good roll. That was a 22. Definitely the front third. Great. I will just pop up. I will look. I will go. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to jump it and place the shield as I have done. So Hunter is not currently on the front third, right? Or No, he's, he's the, just in the, the back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jules yeah. is straight up just in the Okay, you can stand up. You're fine. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we'll gallop over. Into the into the cabbage patch, you make your way past these, you know, alarmed things. And as you kind of like crest up and you get like the like Scooby Doo peek over of just that ridge before actually finishing off the path, you can just see spiraling ball cactuses all about the size of a pumpkin. There seems to be like a small trail that weaves in between. There's like various sets of like spigots that are like just dripping out water. Um, it's kind of this nice tranquil scene. There's like a crescent moon and there's this big farmhouse towards the middle. It's about 40 feet in width, maybe about 30 feet in depth, painted red, dark windows on both the front on the first and second floor. And as you look up onto the roof, there is just a dense black cloud stretching about eight feet by four feet tall, just on top of the roof. And it kind of resembles a wolf as if it were just laying down on the top of the crest of this. But it is just... I'm going to yeah. use my bonus action quickly to recover that psionic <laughs> energy die that I spent. Do it. <laughs> just letting you know. Absolutely. Rowena's going to tap Cass on the shoulder, like make sure she's got his engine, and she's going to reach her pouch, pull out her matching cookie, and like hold it up almost like a cheers gesture and shove it in her mouth and kind of give him a nod. And he, you know, taps it and eats it in two bites. Great, and that's your... Get them bonus hit points. Yeah, two temp hit points. HJ kind of, like, looks with, like, a look on a face of just, like, what the fuck don't you ever give me a cookie? He doesn't say that, though. Uh, <laughs> he just, like, gives you a look of just, like, what? is <laughs> mm -hmm. just going to look back and, and kind of shrug, like, and gesture, like, you know where the thing is. HJ kind of looks, looks back at the group. Okay, so the cabbage cactus was three rows back from the kitchen window of the house. Every row has a trap. We need to be careful. We need to be meticulous. And if we trip that trap, at at best, we just have to fight the wolf. At worst, we get hurt 
then we have to fight the wolf. So we go stealthy until we can't, and then when we can't, we grab it and run? That sounds like a great plan. All right, let's give it our best shot. Oldest of six siblings, this isn't my first rodeo. Hey, Cass. Yep. You've been quiet, and you've been observing a lot of things. I want you to give me an insight. Ugh, that was awful. I, can I, a seven. Seven? Like, you, you still think about it, and it's just kind of one of those things that kind of crosses your mind. You didn't see any footprints coming down the trail. Okay. There's something about HJ being like, worst case scenario, wolf, and we take a couple damage. And you're like, there weren't any footprints leaving here, and that's a house in front of us. They're all inside. Yeah, I think that Cass looks to Rowena and says that. Do you notice that there's there's nothing leaving? We saw the salesman, the gnome, come through as we were leaving town. They're here. They're here and they're watching, aren't they? And that, like, prompts Cass to look at, at HJ. Well, if they saw us, wouldn't they already be after us? You haven't gone over the crest yet. You've got, like, just your heads popping up. So you're eye level with all the cactuses that are growing, essentially. And you're able to get kind of, like, a scan of the house other than, like, the two or three feet of it that's propped up on as the cactuses would block that. But it seems like that wolf thing, if it if it is a wolf form, probably just has his head facing towards the back of the house rather than the front of it. So do we cause a distraction and then just run? Uh, I'm not opposed to the idea. Could I potentially push a cactus, like a little cactus, pumpkin cactus, and like push it off the side and potentially alert them in like the wrong direction, giving us a chance to sprint? You certainly could, but with the cactuses that you see in front of you, it doesn't look like they've been plucked yet. Mm. So like, they're not just resting on the ground, like they still have oh, roots okay, that okay. are running into the I ground. Can't, so it might be a, a, a bit more probably not, that, does, that wouldn't count as a loose object then, so probably not. Would you consider this area a mountainous area? Top of a plateau, you crawled up 60 feet. I'll give it to you. Elevated. <laughs> <laughs> it's elevated. The, the peak is where I that was. Look, looks like a fucking mountain to me. <laughs> it's like, this is a, I'm going to try to still well, absorb elements burger. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, you never. We're working with what we've got. You, yeah. You, you never, you know, no is only the answer that you tell yourself until someone else tells you no. Okay. <laughs> I'm motivated enough to say okay. yes. In that case, it is my favorite terrain, and I am adept mm -hmm. at traveling and surviving in such regions. Yep, and yep. so what I would like to do is use some combination of my torches and tinderbox to start a controlled fire away from the like main area of cactus cacti that we're getting to. Yeah, yeah. That is definitely an instinct you've had. You know that on the mountains that you're on, there are those kind of flat breaks, and they're actually quite dangerous because, I mean, there have been giant birds that will come swooping in, highly visible. Normally, this would be the case of, okay, sprint, get back to the slope, get back to the crag, get the high ground, like, no need to take that flat fight. This, it's a bit different. You're adapting some of what you know, and you're like, yes, brush fire totally going to take it and it's then when you also hear that drop of just those irrigation systems still kind of just keeping these uh all these cactuses moist and you kind of like peek up a little bit and like soil's damp it might start a fire it might kind of bust Fuck. if you start a fire it's going to be a little bit difficult mm. do you share any of this idea yeah yeah or i think i think that like okay. Cass is 
what he's doing with this whole favorite terrain thing is he's fussing around in his bag and he sort of pulls out the torch and he looks at it and he looks up at you, Rowena, and then he looks down in his bag and he pulls out the tinderbox and he kind of gives you a shrug and, you know, almost to say, like, there's got to be something we can do here for distraction. And then he, like, looks in his bag a little bit longer and he looks up to Lefty, kind of like, maybe you got an idea. And then he, again, looks back in his bag and looks to HJ and he goes, Captain. Look, <laughs> I, look I, I think that we can maybe have Lefty, Lefty, you, you can move someone like me, right? Maybe you can move something else and they can find something to make some noise. Maybe, maybe. Depends. Maybe we get a depends on the objects. Ooh, 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 maybe we get around the corner, and then drop a chime. So I think I could probably make a noise or maybe a, a burst of sparks happen if I hit something with my sword. But if I'm gonna do that, y'all should be on the other side of things from where I am because I'm gonna be drawing the attention. I think we should maybe go with HJ's plan. What if we kind of peeked our heads up? We snuck really close along the sides of this here mountain. And then we can pluck a cactus. And then I move that cactus onto where the chime traps are. We set it off. And then we're not there. They go and while they're checking out the chimes, we rush the barn, take the cabbage cactus, and then honestly, then slide down the side of the mountain. I don't know. Yes, I go, go down the side. Hopefully we don't die. You know from your scouting that it's sheer drop on pretty much every <laughs> side other than the one you just walked oh. up. Yeah. I'm fluffy. <laughs> The chimes, they're they are arranged along the top edge, right? So there were these pressure plates that then would trigger them to drop, but they're up along the edge of the cliff. So now that you're like up on um, just that switch back that leads to kind of like that trail and you're just peeking up your head, it's over. You can see a fence running almost all the way around and you can see those first segments of fence. You're a little bit lower than it just straight up cut out so it's like just a U for the top posts and it seems to be that the chimes are up there and there's like a post holding them so it's it's a hollowed out top rail right. and it looks like there's just a bundle of chimes that it have like a little peg that sticks into them and then something pushes that peg out and makes them drop so we want to be able to take the path down what if we disable the chimes so that we don't have to worry about taking a straight shot and then I can run to a different section start causing a ruckus you'll grab it head back down um it is this point you are paying attention to the fence fence is nice and dry and could be potentially lit on fire if you're still looking for kindling just as a point of order po point that out and kind of look back at Cass two distractions are better than one I could always move the torch with my mind then set off the can't we just light an arrow on fire uh but True. I don't. I, I mean, your shit is way cooler than that. I just don't <laughs> want to expend all of your energy. I've got a shit ton of arrows that I don't even use. Okay, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna disable the chimes, and then we're gonna go set the far fence post on fire. Go around the opposite way, grab the cactus, go down the trail, and we're laughing all the way back to have a cabbage cactus cocktail. All right, let's do it. All right. So if this is if this big plateau, it's nice and round is a clock. Where do you want to set the fire? Do you want to set it at 12 o'clock if you're approaching from the six o'clock? I say set at 12. The su cabbage supreme cactus is on the 12 cabbage cactus side. is on 12 o'clock side. Three mm -hmm. rows on behind the 12 o'clock side. Three rows back oh. from that center window. Yeah. On How about the house. set it at nine? So you'd be setting the fire. I on think the we want to set it at three or nine. Okay. Yeah, because then we then we send wherever like then we go around the opposite way. Okay, right. let's do nine. Let's and if the chime nine. is still in play, then you know, 
Maybe we split up a group or whatever. Yeah, we we want to d- disable the chime and then fire at nine. Go around the three side. Okay. Who wants to set the fire? Is this arrow or is this psychically? Uh, I can shoot an arrow too. I've got a side. I've got a longbow and I've got. I think Cass probably wants to shoot the That's arrow, true. but I'll let you guys duke it out <laughs> on your proficiencies there. I, I am not attached to shooting the arrow because last time I shot an arrow, I failed. So. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I hold out the arrow to you, Cass, like a cigarette, and I say, light it. <laughs> I will take my tender box, and I, do I even have, like, doesn't it need oil to be lit for an arrow? I'm I'm gonna say yeah. You have a survival gear, a little bit of oil, a little bit of rag okay. tied around there. Rowena probably has cooking oil. I know this is a hand wave, yep. but given the fact that she bakes cookies every right. day, right, right, right. these are not the details I'm. Okay. All right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have the flaming. I've, wait, should we disarm the traps? Go. <laughs> what would it take to disarm the traps? Let's do a dex, and if you are proficiency in trap, tools. I am not. I have smith's tools. Would that give me any sort of bonus? Probably not. I'm just asking. Um, I'm going to say no. I think if you had tinker tools, probably. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I don't get it a dex. Uh, 16 dex. You're able to kind of just have the hand ready, pull out the the thing that would have normally popped out, you see that it's actually attached to a string for easy reset, and then you're able to just kind of gingerly place them down to where they're hanging and not touching. It's a still wind, so like they swing just a little bit, but yeah, they're not getting caught yeah. in anything. We weave my fingers between the chimes for each set as I mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I will just yeah. kind of thumbs up to the arrow team and just okay. be like, let's go. Got my lucky pink dice for this this can't afford to fail. Oh, and we never fail. We never fail. We never get caught lacking. That's a 24. <laughs> Let's Yeah. Go. Just a, a, a little bit of a pop-up. Is this from your crossbow? Uh, this is from my longbow. Long I've got a longbow for this one because crossbow wouldn't reach. Excellent. Yeah. Longbow comes on out. It's a longer shot, but yeah, you have that post at about the nine o'clock marker and you let this baby sail and boom, sinks in. There's just that little bit of a of it connecting in with the wood that tiny knock of an arrow going in it seems solid and it's with that arrow hitting that it, the that wolf-like creature you can see the head turn and you can see one green eye and it kind of just gets up and looms up over and then now has its front paws like looking down and is fixated on the arrow but doesn't seem to react as the fire spreads but like fence post catches up fire is starting to spread around the outside you get to about three sections before the side window like opens up on the nine o'clock side and you can just see a hand go out and then like a blue gust of wind starting on one side that seems to be frosting the fence and is like the wolf is just overlooking this window. They're propped out and it seems like whoever's in the second floor is casting a spell to ice down a part of the fence. And it's taking a while, but they seem to be occupied. They're putting out one side about as fast as the other side spreading. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm keeping my eye on the wolf. If it notices us, I'm sending some arrows at it. Watch for traps as we circle this. They're all over. Right. 
So I'm saying that. You still have that nice high stealth check. You're, you're able to make your way around. You're starting to like tiptoe over these cactuses. I mean, the cactuses themselves almost feel like a trap as they're just covered in spines <laughs> right. and things of that nature. But yeah, you, you come around to that nine o'clock and you can start seeing the fencing that's around. There's now like a more internal webbed fencing of just like these posts that you've seen staked in and jewels you don't need to make a roll you, you've seen this network and it's as you get to more of like that two o'clock wedge the two to one wedge that you start seeing them posted in and you also see that some of these aren't actually just posts they seem to be blowguns with bent tops rather than actual posts and there is just fishing line like a network between all of them how far away is, is the cabbage cactus from us right now You've spotted the cactus cabbage, and it is forty-five feet away from you. Like it's 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 like forty feet from that line of where the traps start, and you can see from like the two o'clock wedge, like the middle of that two o'clock wedge, over to about the middle of like ten to eleven o'clock wedge, is just a spider web of fishing line that you can see in the light that's threaded between all these various posts and you're thinking maybe one out of ten posts is actually a blowgun of some kind. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is gonna be hard. Um, what do we think? If we, if we go in together I can try to block you with my shield for as long as I can but once you grab it you gotta just run because I'm gonna have to block from behind. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Cast Lefty? Anything? I can go with him and provide support should anyone find him. I'm okay with downing a few fools. I think that even though I'm a little bloated, I think that I can jump within 20 feet and then you could carry me the rest of the way. Telekinetically? Yeah, and just drop me down there. Alright. And then we just have to worry about getting out. Maybe just trip the traps and then I'll just run out. I can always, once you grab it, I can muster up some energy and drag you back as far as we can. Okay. Pretty sketchy strategy, though. Well, I mean, it's better than tripping everything while we go in, right? That's true. All right. Yep. Lefty just, like, raises his hand and is like, all right, give it your best shot. Let's see how far you can make that jump there. Okay, Mark, and you can say no, because I know that feline agility is that we're not technically in combat, but the plan was to use a key point to use step of the wind and feline agility to, to beef up the movement speed. Yeah. And then jump doesn't actually matter for movement speed, does it? If you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump, when you make a standing jump, I could get us, <laughs> I could get 13 feet. <laughs> that's not quite, that's not quite going to do it. Well, if it's like 40 feet away when you're in the air. If you're also not trying to like land, you could like superman it just to get like maybe yeah. another two, three yeah. feet out of can it. Can I? And if you just get caught before you mm-hmm. belly down. What you thinking there, Can I offer my, my little tidbit here? What I was going to do was while these guys were preparing how to approach this, Cass has, and you can tell me how, if I can get this, has tied a rope to this arrow, to an arrow, and is looking for a place to lodge this arrow within hj's jump so that when he jumps he can grab the rope and like it'll give him just a second longer in air to hopefully swing and get caught mm-hmm. by you you could do like somewhere on the back side of the house maybe above one of the windows it'll be like an angle so like he'd be able to like run and like almost 
turn it into like a pendulum and swing it around a bit, but you would be firing an arrow into a house which you think might have people in it. Uh, yeah, I think, but like as 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 far as stationary objects, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I think Cass 100% assesses that risk and says like, get it, like the, the plan is already to get in and get out as fast as possible. So I think he's going to take that shot. As soon as we grab it, they're going to know. Yep. So I think the key is grab yep. it as fast as possible and then don't even worry about it. Just yeah. run and fight. Okay. I'm going to jump. I need something to like, hold the cactus it's 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 thorny Cass like rips off his cloak and are you sure i i kind of like tosses it over to to hj i promise to take good care of this don't worry it'll take good care of you all right so i'm i'm gonna jump and then cast shoot the arrow and i'll grab it and get a few more feet and then lefty send me the rest of the way yeah all right let's do it so in order. First, we're going to do Cass. Give me an attack roll to get this arrow lodged in. We're going to have HJ holding on to the other end of the rope once it sinks in. You'll start your run. You'll start your jump. And hopefully this will help Pendulum swing you out just a bit further. And then, uh, depending on how far you go, we'll also have Lucky pick you up. The look on Nestor's face for what Cass got, though. You should just fucking find my real dice. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, they're right here. Can I roll again with my real dice? That's <laughs> a one. It was a one. Oh, oh no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You shoot this arrow and it is a solid shot for the arrow, but it just goes straight out of the knot. So the arrow flies true and just like dinks right there, like underneath the overhang and just has like this loud little knock. I'm just going to go. We have to go, go now. Go right? Yep. Back up 10 feet. Take a leap. Go, baby. Yep. Go. And roll that athletics. So the jump, do I have to do a... I feel like Bog's doing variant rules of athletics. Copy. Okie dokie. Here it is. Athletics. And I'll roll disadvantage because I'm still bloated. Those both were not great. Uh, that is 10. A 10 is solid. Okay. Like, it is a jump. You got a running start. You're only jumping over some cactuses. I think you'll be fine. So you definitely sail. You get your 13 feet. You're not extraordinary. You're not getting that extra distance. But it is as you jump. And you can see after that arrow knock in, that small delay, that wolf atop has now got both green eyes locked in on you. And as you're going through the air, it lets Let's out a big old howl from the top of the roof. And yeah, we have an HJ midair. You, you want to grab him? Lefty shall grab him. <laughs> Get it, Lefty. Um, I grab him midair with, <laughs> with my psionic power and I move him um, the rest of the way. How much feet will I still have left after that? After he gets there and grabs it. He's basically landing within grabbing range of it. So I mean, like technically he's two feet away from it. So he'll just like bend over forward and be able to pick yeah. it up because you can push him yes. 30 feet. Correct. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And he got 13 and we said it was about 45. He actually started. So you could actually overshoot okay. it by two or three feet. Well, I'll, I'll like get him on top of there and then I'm going to spend another psionic dice and I'm going to action surge. As he grabs it, I'm going to pull him 30 feet towards us. Great. So now he's 10 feet within us, so he's not out stranded in the middle of the cactus field by himself. But you do have this cactus. You're able to throw this cloak over, and you're like, oh, it's still going to poke through. Mm -hmm. And you look at it, and you're like, it hasn't. And you just kind of scoop it up. Yep. And yeah, not, not a single needle not, is poking Not thinking through. twice about it. It's like, oh, 
sweet yep yep <laughs> great and like you get pulled back a little bit and you give it a yank and you're able to get these roots out and the roots coming out you can just hear this <sighs> like wretch of pain almost from this cactus of just this like a hot iron going into someone's side and the air escaping the lung that just got pressure do i recognize the voice you feel like you know who this would be okay and it pains you a little bit. And before it sets in, though, you are jerked back 30 feet and are able to land about 10 feet away from your compatriots in between some traps. You can clearly see traps in front of you. If you want to get through them, just cut your movement in half um, and you'll be able to like overstep them kind of like it's heavy terrain. But we are jumping straight into combat because that wolf has let out a howl. You've gotten in, you've gotten out, and this might even turn into a chase sequence with how this is going, but this wolf is going to jump down off of the top and is going to land in between you and your group, but is going to land two feet off the ground and almost is like on an invisible walkway and is going to just whip around to you at the cactus and you can see that its head splits further and it goes from two eyes to four eyes to six eyes but then one massive jaw three times as big is gonna crunch out and try to grab you as it tries to bite Yum. you love that oh <laughs> does a five hit? it does not coincidentally it's freakish, it's scary, but as it chomps back down, the head goes kind of back down to a single head and, uh, yeah, whiffs on you quite bigly. And then inside the house, you can hear a, a ruckus of things. You can also hear a bell chiming on the inside, which seems to trigger more bells on the downstairs floor. You can see all the lights flip on in the house and the back window reaches open and out the top window, just now sitting astride with one arm holding them in, just two massive horns and a red tiefling hanging out the window with just ice and necrotic energy in her hand hmm. and saying, don't you dare move. And that will bring us up to Cass. The area that we've just launched HJ over, is it like a web of lines and we can't see the potential blow darts? Or we can see the blow darts. We can see where they're aiming. In the back, like, quarter of this farm, a wedge that, like, the point ends with the house is essentially just all these other posts. And about one out of every ten posts seems to be some sort of blowgun. And there are just fishing line all over the place at about a foot and a half. So it's kind of like this weird web, like, low down in between all of these cabbage cactuses that are already there. Or between all these round cactuses. There's actually only one cabbage cactus, which is now in the arms of HJ. Okay. But you guys are at, like, the back right corner of the house where you kind of did your launching off point. Okay. And on the second floor, there is a tiefling woman in some robes, bright red skin, massive horns, who is hanging out the window and seems to have a spell ready to throw down on. Uh, okay, Cass is not concerned with her. Instead, he Dope. is, like, concerned with the fact that he sort of failed hj here so he runs as close as he can to the beginning of all these fishing lines and with this sword he just takes a big swing and cuts a bunch of as many of them as you will allow me to 
Sure thing. Yeah, if you want to just run on through, sword ahead of you, and use it almost like a plow and just be chopping things as you go, you totally That's kind of the idea. And what I'd like to do is, like, hit a bunch of them and then, like, take a step back, maybe, you know, a foot, and see how the blowguns react and then, you know, move on from there. And I'd like to do that for the full range of my movement to get, you know, to get as close to HJ as I can. Uh, Your first swipe, you don't see anything come sailing through the air, so you feel like it's uh, maybe all just alarms. With that first swipe, though, you can hear just, like, jingle bells inside of the first layer just start dropping inside the house. So, like, there are just metal balls with metal balls inside of them falling about eight or nine feet inside the house and just falling onto the ground. You cut, like, ten of these lines and about ten balls drop inside. And then from there, if you'd like to continue, you can get all the way up to HJ and just cut things as you go. Yeah, that's that's going to be my whole action is to get to HJ and grab him and, you know, start moving him towards the group. Yeah, absolutely. You're able to like go in and kind of just run through slicing these things. And the wolf's big enough that you're not going to trigger an attack of opportunity. Um, But it is as you go through these that you're slicing a ton of these and you do end up triggering two different blowguns that shoot from these various angles. First one goes wide, way behind you as you go in, but you're going to get hit by just this tiny little dart towards like your upper thigh. You're only going to take a single point of damage, but I need a constitution saving throw from you. Okay. Okay, a constitution saving throw. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, six. Fuck. A six. Congratulations. Your movement speed is now reduced in half. Sick. And it's that where you like feel kind of just like everything, your legs starting to tense up a bit. Your upper torso seems to be unaffected, but like where it hit you in your leg is like real numb and real tense. And it's that feeling like right before a cramp in your leg. Okay, cool. And as long as I make it all the way to, to HJ, I'll put my arm around him. Just you good? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. All right, yeah, let's go. So he got 30 feet back, so you're able to kind of just skirt around the wolf if you want to. With half more movement, you'd still be able to skirt around a bit halfway of the wolf. So you're pretty much out of the traps. You're still within melee of the wolf, and you can even drag HJ a bit just for clarity purposes. So you've been able to like help him circle and not trigger any more traps, cool. uh, which will bring up Rowena. How far away from me are Cass and HJ? Five feet. Five feet. Great. And how far away is the wolf? The backside of the wolf is pretty much right in front of you. Okay, this is not ideal, but okay. I'm going to run up. As I run up, I'm just going to yell to Cass and HJ and Lefty and just be like, y'all got to get out as fast as you can. And I'm just going to swing on the wolf because I can't afford to drop my shield and shoot at the tiefling. Sounds good. Swing away. That is a 23 to hit. That will connect. That is nine damage. Excellent. You take a chunk out of this backside. It's almost like mist comes off of it. And the darkness that it's made out of just kind of dissipates into the regular darkness that is the night. And I would like to, with whatever movement I need to use for this, position myself as much as possible where I am between them and the wolf. What I'm going for is being within five feet of them for the next attack that he takes so that I can try to block it. 
yeah, you're able to kind of like squeeze in a little bit. It's large, and so it takes up quite right. a bit of fighting room. But yeah, it'll essentially be Wolf, you, those duo. Yeah, and also um, if, and if that can also be between them and the caster who's up in the window, ideal because I want to be able to try to pull. Sure thing. That will bring us up to Lefty. Unless there's anything else you want. Lefty is going to, with his longbow still drawn, he's going to point and aim at the caster in the window, and he's going to be like, "I'm pretty nifty with this too." And I'm gonna let loose a quick old shot, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna super psionic juice up as well. That's gonna use oh yeah three points. I have no more psionic energy, and I'm gonna use a superiority dice and hopefully, um, hopefully um, knock this person out in one hit. Let's dish the pain. I believe in you. This is what Let's you're built for. This is so good, but also I know I'm going to be suffering in um, in my other campaigns this week because I'm rolling way too good for my own good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for burning your good rolls on yep. us. We love you. Love that is you. 21 plus 12. That is 33 damage. It was like, as I like... Can you roll to hit? Well, you're right. I got to do that first. <sighs> oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. That's a 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, like, you pull it back, and you know you have this thing pulled back tight. You can see... What, what superiority die are you using? Uh, I have uh, superior technique. It's a D6. Yeah. Awesome. It's my um, fighting yeah, style. Yeah, you, you got it. You know exactly where this thing is going to be placed. Like, you've got it. You've got, like, that energy coursing around it, and normally with your bolts, like, it has kind of, like, the similar effect, but this one is just even bigger and you let it go and it goes twice as fast out of your bow and just sinks on through and just breaks their mage armor like six inches away from them and where do you want this arrow to sink into um i want it to sink like right in their shoulder just like and hope i want it to like if i could flavor it i would want it to pin their hand to their shoulder I know you can't t call your shots. That's what I want. Dude, I, I am totally down with it. And more importantly, you've rolled enough damage. Do you want this person slain outright? Or are you just trying to pin them to the wall and make them obsolete as a caster? And if they faint from blood loss, great. Are they good people? You have never seen a tiefling before. You don't know what a tiefling actually is. That is more of a description for the viewers. So what just popped out of the window above a shadow dog in the middle of the night, screaming in a very deep voice, don't you dare move, holding a ball of frost and necrotic energy is hanging out the window in a bright oh. red skin and like a foot and a half tall horns. So that's that's Satan. Yeah. You're not wrong. You roughly know <laughs> what a devil like, is. You're not wrong. Ah! Devil! <laughs> kill! <laughs> so I'll kill it outright then if I think it's a de If Lefty thinks it's a devil, then he's just going to kill it outright. Yeah. Hand goes to also try and like block this arrow that's coming forward. And instead of going through the shoulder, just goes and gets pierced like through the head and then like up onto the wall and is now just like limply hanging out. But like the feet are still stuck into the window. And with that the form of the wolf just dissipates and goes up into it, loosens the tiefling's body, falls out of the window, and then just falls into shadow and is gone from the ground. All right. Um, is there anything else I can see? 
you can see two silhouettes starting to run around inside. One is putting a boot on, the other has two crossbows and is throwing one to the other silhouette. How far away are they? These would be silhouettes on the okay. inside of the house. I was hoping so, I could like quickly draw my hand crossbow, but in that case, I'm just gonna start running. Yeah, they don't seem to be ready for y'all. But yeah, I would say start the run in two. Let's see how quickly they can. They are not quickly getting to their posts. So everyone starting with HJ is gonna get a full turn before they get uh, spotted. Nice. Yeah, HJ, we dipping? Yeah, we are dipping. Uh, and then we, I'm gonna use a key point to make myself harder to hit. That's patient defense. So basically, I'm just taking, I just get dodge, and yeah. I am then going to action dash to double my already very low movement and just try and just drag Cass and just be like, Cass, let's go, let's go. And then yeah, I'm gonna just go pulling Cass with me. Cass is full limp. Yeah. Like full leg limbs. Mm -hmm, just, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. It's like you know, look, look, Cass. Like, what what you did back there was awesome, and I'm gonna return the favor right fucking now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the two of you are now three legged yeah, racing out of exactly. here. Exactly. Um. So yeah, each turn you'll both be able to drag each other half your movement, but yeah, you you'll you'll net about uh, I think with your bonuses I think like that's like 50 or 60 feet mm. between both of your turns so yeah you can essentially get to the the top of the uh, trail again to make your way down between your both initiatives as we kind of like get there at the end of my turn I just want to like yell back do you really want to pick a fight with us your security is not there anymore why? Why do you do this every time? Why do we have to talk? Why can't we just run yeah. away? We're still running. Not... I just don't want them to shoot at us. I want them to. Well, now they know where you are. Cass, you want to do anything while you're you're both hobbling towards the uh, entrance? So we're back up to your initiative. Cass looks at HJ and notices that he's like turning his head and yelling and stuff, but he's not listening to any of that. He just like grabs his face and turns it back towards the direction we're running, <laughs> almost to be like, pay attention what's in front of you. We have no idea what the hell else is in front of us. Let's fucking go. <laughs> okay, and, okay, uh, sorry, and, sorry, sorry. And just keeps, uh, yeah, just keeps saying things like that to, to get his attention facing forward. Sounds good. Dash focusing on yep. moving. Excellent. The three-legged race continues. Uh, Rowena. Yeah, you saw what is essentially a mini demon from everything you've heard fall out the window after being just murked by Lefty. Yeah, great. Is there still a giant shadow fuck-off wolf in front of me? There is not. It dissipated into the shadow that was the tiefling, and then it fell out the window, and instead of, like, plopping into the ground, it kind of just got absorbed by a disc shade at the bottom that then disappeared as quickly as it appeared. Great. I want to, with much chagrin and school marm shaking of my head, run after the boys again, trying. I'm assuming since my movement has not been impeded that I can stay within five oh. feet of them. Yes. But I am straight up doing the like sideways run so that I'm keeping my shield and my sword sort mm -hmm, of aimed mm -hmm, toward mm -hmm. the house. But I'm again, it's that same rule of I'm staying within five feet of them, but keeping yes. myself between them and anything that might get shot at us. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you've kind of got the hand on the back, pushing them a little bit with that extra go, movement go, just to keep pace. Um, so yeah, now all three of you will have half cover because you're like slightly over that ridge. And that leaves us with Lefty. You can still see those shadows moving on in the uh, inside. Everyone else has departed. What's your course of action from here? 
I'm going to. I want to see if I can light the house on fire. Is what I'm trying to think if I can do. Could I potentially just like light an arrow on fire with the tint with like a like bonus action light an arrow on fire, fire it, and then run and just see what happens? Give me a perception check. That's a seven. I have to run out eventually. <laughs> yep, yep. It sounds doable. You're gonna have to forego your movement for it, just because that uh, time of you running would be the like time of you like tying it off, lighting it, and then firing it, rather than making it an action this turn, an action next turn. I'm just gonna say you can forego your movement to light up an arrow. Uh, I'd prefer to run. I'm gonna do that instead. I'm just gonna dash action then, so 60 feet total, and just go. I'll... Yeah, you're able to catch up with them and kind of like slide over when you get to the edge. So you'll also be in half cover as like the front door just swings open and back to back two guys like holding crossbows two fucking characters from an action movie busting in to like blow up a raid just both let out a hail of like crossbow bolts and are going to whiff terribly i haven't rolled higher than like a 10 on almost any of these rolls <laughs> that i'm just not talking about it's very frustrating Love to see it. yeah these crossbow bolts just go wide and you can just see them like near synchronization starting to run out but they only get about five ten feet out of the house before you collectively are able to just start dashing on down and honestly as long as you move in like this weird three-legged race getting pushed by the other two you you'll be able to outpace them pretty quickly yeah i think i think that's the game yeah. plan because mm -hmm. honestly rowena does not want anybody to try to stop and do anything no. she is gonna Specifically with HJ and Cass, she's just going to keep shoving oh. them down the path and keeping yeah. her shield up behind to try to block whatever angle yeah, the arrows nope. would be coming from if they were getting And if no Lefty can here. see any of them, Lefty's going to attempt to shoot at them, just giving, like, covering fire or potentially knocking mm -hmm. one of them out. Yeah, certainly. And it, it is kind of one of those things that you make your way all the way down. And instead of them actually pursuing you, they're ready with a couple of shots and they just suddenly let out like a six, seven, like volley. They just essentially just start rapid firing, feathering these crossbows that seem to be heavily modified. And you're like, oh, that's a lot. And they get about halfway for you before all of a sudden just scattering in all sorts of random directions. Oh, shit. Uh oh. And it's, it's like as you've gotten out the trail and you're curving around, there is this tall, lean orc woman with just her arms crossed and has just like nodded to the side and just made all of the arrows in the air just slip off to one side. Yeah, Rona just turns and looks and is like, can we assist you? Um, the one they call Lefty will be coming with me. I guess I will. Are you all right with that, Lefty? Well, I don't really feel like I have a choice in this situation, but uh, I'll be all right. Lewis says you have passed, and I have been selected as your tutor. I'm happy with that. Congratulations, Lefty. You should all continue back towards yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. As like another volley comes in and she just does her head the other way and they just another just whoosh, it's almost like wind starts and stops within 10 feet and just moves everything over. And now like the two brothers are kind of just like looking and talking to each other in silhouettes atop the ridge and they walk back. Rowan just keeps shoving the boys. As Lefty runs, he runs back. He says, if y'all make it up to Alpine's Peak, tell Jeremiah Hammerfall his son says hi. What? 
<laughs> Cass, you know that name. I was just writing it down like that. I gotta know that motherfucker for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely know who probably one of your longest teachers is and the standing general of the army in waiting is. I think that prompts Cass to say, son of a bitch. Don't call my mother that. <laughs> and then he runs. <laughs> Rowena literally just like heavy handed, full strength fists into Cass's back, into HJ's back, and just turns to Lefty like, Appreciate all your assistance. I hope we see you again. Ma'am, owe you a favor. And she's just going to shove the boys and just keep them running. And this orc woman in front of you just kind of taps you on the shoulder and goes, hope you're hydrated. And just starts running off of the trail in like, at like the top of a crest and is like calling for you to, to keep up. And you like look over the top and you have are on a straight beeline into the glass sands that has no path going into it, no city on the other side, and as far as you're concerned, no outpost for at least the next hundred miles. Let's hope I don't die. And I just keep running. I charge after her and I go, good luck. I don't need it. And yeah, Lefty and uh, this strange woman just charge off in a beeline toward just the rolling sand dunes on the horizon. And the camera just kind of whisks off back through the air, through the starry nights. The brothers seem to be cataloging the damage. They they look through and they can't seem to find the red woman. And they have a small discussion on themselves and they kind of just push some gold underneath uh, another counter back into like that weird pot camera shifts off again and we have just lefty running off into sands now like trudging along and it's just at the top of the dune she's just shouting at her like come on you can do better than that and it's just begins this training montage of just going up and over these dunes and you get like 10 15 dunes like over it's exhausting you are sweating the further you go the hotter it gets it's night and you crest and you get your first glimpse of the glass sands of just jagged shards as far as the eye can see off into the horizon you're able to just see endless miles of shattered glass stacked on top of itself after like two or three miles of sand and you just kind of catch your breath which is this lightness and she asks you think you're ready for it? Uh, you know, I wasn't given much choice in my life, so I, I'd say, yeah, I'm ready for this. Follow me. And she just, like, dives off of the dune and just head plants into the sand at the bottom of it and disappears in the sand. Wasn't expecting that one. Okay. Lefty, like, like takes off his hat, like, ties it around his neck, takes off his bandana, goes, looks up at the sky one last time and goes... Uh, whatever fate's watching over me don't screw me on this one I'm really tired <laughs> he dives off in swan dive style yeah swan dive just into the sand almost like water thick water but water nonetheless and you just sink on through and the camera sits on just still sand as like the winds start to pick up and the dunes begin to shift slowly camera fades off and we fly back over to fallen scale as three of you are left with this immaculate cloak carrying this 
big old cactus, a limping Cassilian, Rowena pushing at the rear, but it seems that the brothers have set back off for home atop their loft, not willing to pursue. It's a, an exhausting night. Thoughts are starting to race on through. And Lewis is there at the gate waiting for you. And, ah, oh, yes, welcome back. I assume everything was a success? As best we can qualify that. How secure is your hostel? Uh, it's quite secure, and the brothers shan't be coming to town. Thank you. Please, get some rest. And he, like, shepherds you in through town, and, like, as you go through, you can just feel, like, the ground raising up behind you, and where once there was a western gate opening is now just a western wall. I believe we've all earned a night's rest. After you. Eleven Fates is an original D&D 5e campaign brought to you by the Torpid Gaming Network, a variety streaming channel and community for gamers of all kinds. Your cast includes Lady Bedivere, a.k.a. Alondra, Pylos, a.k.a. King of Pylos, a.k.a. Nestor, Sunset's Brew, a.k.a. Brew, a.k.a. Zep, and the Lord Bonk, a.k.a. Bonk, a.k.a. Mark, as the DM. This episode also featured special guest Offbeat Outlaw as Lefty. You can catch new episodes of Eleven Fates streaming live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash torpidnetwork. Those episodes are made available as a podcast and on YouTube every following Saturday. Mostly. Make sure to follow us on all our social media at Torpid Network. Or hop directly into our Discord server so you get updates on upcoming live streams, podcasts, collaborations, and other projects. And remember, here at the Torpid Gaming Network, we do three things. We have fun, we get immersed, and we do, do epic, epic shit. shit. Thanks for listening. Swift like a gazelle. Um, while you're here, friends, can I get an initiative roll from you just to speed up things if and when we get to combat? Totally. That is a 15 from me. 17 for Rowena. Excellent. Just just for y'all's reference, HJ rolled a 1. That's a 4. Badoof. I mean, that feels correct. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, like, it's like, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my actions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, here comes a consequence, consequence, consequence. Sorry, guys, I had a spill in the, in the, in the kitchen. No worries. Good. While you are here, though, could I grab an initiative roll just to speed that up whenever we get to it? Yep. If we get to it. We have to get to it. We only get uh, offbeat for the rest of tonight. 19. 19. I think we're ready to dive back in. Mm -hmm. As ready as we ever uh, are. Give me one second. Heist, 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 heist. We better get to combat. I want to use this juice. I want to use juice. my psychic leaf juice. juice. 
The nice thing about being such low levels, combat does, in a sense, go much faster because we're very limited in what we Honestly, can do. Honestly, I think combat goes faster when you're when you're high level because everything dies in one hit. <laughs> it's there, well, there is that. There's the low level and then there's the super high level, yeah. but there's that weird mid ground where it's like, ah, level, do I spell or do I hit? Level 8 to 12 is like, I think, slowest combat, but I do enjoy that yeah. combat the most, though, personally. But I, but sure. like, a level one combat makes me sad. <laughs> it's hard. It's really like just like, uh. <laughs> I'm I'm a sucker for like right around that level five. Level five's good. Or I want like all the way level up, five so. is arguably the best best mm. levels to play D and D at. Just a nice sweet spot. Yeah. All the good all the good shit is you get pre level five. You know, like and then okay. like after that. I am ready. Fun. We ready? Let's do this. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm just gonna count it down, uh, and then mark you basically two. Just wait two seconds and then start. Sounds good. Love it. All right. Here we go. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>